Welcome to High School, a podcast series featuring the students of Mrs. Ramos Independent Studies in English class. Hi everyone, my name is Magali Laraga and I am a senior at West Lico East High School. Wherever you may be, whatever time it may be, I would just like to thank you for tuning in and listening to this podcast. In this podcast today, I would like to inform you about a very meritorious person. Every day, people go unnoticed for all the good that they do, and it's kind of sad, especially regarding this specific person, as she is a Nobel Prize winner, and not many people know about her. The person that I would like to inform you about, or if you do already know her, just give you a bit more knowledge on her, is Maria Ressa. First, I'd like to start off with her background. Maria Angelita Ressa was born on October 2nd, 1963, in the Philippines. Although being born in the Philippines, her and her family didn't stay there for long, as in 1970, martial law was declared in the Philippines. For those of you who may not know what martial law is, it is a temporary imposition of direct military control of normal civil functions. Because of this, Maria and her family moved to New Jersey when she was only 10. Fast forwarding a bit here, after graduating high school, Maria would then attend Princeton University as a pre-med student. Although going in as a pre-med student, that is not what the end looked like for Maria. Instead, she earned a degree in English with a certificate in theater and dance. Following her graduation from Princeton in 1986, she went back to the Philippines on a Fulbright scholarship to study in Manila. While in the Philippines, Maria would earn her master's degree in journalism from the University of the Philippines, Diliman. Coincidentally, Maria's return to the Philippines coincided with a series of popular demonstrations known as the People's Power Revolution. This is where the country would transition from youthatorianism to a democracy, and it is also where Maria Ressa would embark on her career in journalism. This trip back to the Philippines was initially a way for Maria to learn more about the country that she had grown distant from, but this soon became something much more. As mentioned before, Maria is a Nobel Prize winner, and winning a Nobel Prize is not something to be taken lightly, or is it something that is easy to accomplish? In this particular case, I don't necessarily think that the work Maria did was because she wanted to become a Nobel Prize winner. The work that was done really just came from the goodness in her and the hope that she could help her country. In this next section, I would like to inform you about all the things that Maria did and how all of this led up to her becoming a Nobel Prize winner. In 1987, following the People Power Revolution and her return to the Philippines, Maria co-founded Pro Productions with Chich Lázaro. This began as a broadcast investigative journalism in the country with probe profiles. This award-winning series, which originally aired on ABS-CBN, was met with success because of the press freedom that the revolt in the dismantling of the Ferdinand Marcos dictatorship had brought in. With the success of the show, and a little help from her American accent, Maria Ressa bagged the position of Manila Borough of Chief at CNN in 1988. Maria was a network's investigative reporter in Asia for the next 17 years. During her tenure at CNN, she reported on major political events throughout Southeast Asia, which included the six coup attempts on Philippine President Corazon Aquino, 
The first elections following the 1987 ratification of the Philippine Constitution, the downfall of the Indonesian president, Suharto, the violence following East Timer's referendum on independence, and the impeachment trial of Philippine President Joseph Estrada. This position that was held for 17 years would last until 2004 when Maria Ressa, who was vacationing together with her parents in Butangas in December, witnessed the Indian Ocean tsunami hit. Because of this, she made the decision to leave CNN and settle in Makati, Manila. This move was something extremely different for Maria that it even surprised her family. It may have also been surprising as the other position she had, she held for 17 years. In Makati in early 2005, she joined the ABS-CBN News and Current Affairs Division as a training consultant for Channel 2. While she was only a reporter for CNN, she enjoyed her new job responsibilities at the new network, which included establishing and maintaining international standards for reporting, technical services, and operations. However, she did continue to cover terrorism even after leaving CNN. Because of this, she would participate in an international terrorism conference in Bangkok in April 2005. Jumping forward a few years, in 2012, Maria Ressa co-founded the online news site Rappler, merging rap, meaning to talk, and ripples to make waves, trying to show that this site was going to make some noise. Maria had the ambition of making Rappler the biggest news site in the Philippines, so she hired the smartest 20-somethings that she could find and embraced social media. Rappler now has more than 4.5 million followers on Facebook and has become known for its intelligent analysis and hard-hitting investigations. This site gained a lot of attention in 2015 as Mr. Duterte, the president of the Philippines, admitted to Maria that he had killed three people. While that may have been the biggest story for Rappler, Maria has personally reported on the spread of government propaganda on social media, while other Rappler stories have taken a critical look at issues of misogyny, human rights violations, and corruption. Continuing on with Mr. Duterte, after he was elected president of the Philippines in 2016, Rappler was one of the few news organizations in the country to criticize his policies. It published extensively on his war on drugs, in which thousands of extrajudicial killings took place. Other stories exposed government corruption and human rights violations. Ressa continued to investigate social media, and in 2016 and 2017, she documented how the Philippine government and its supporters used social media to spread disinformation, harass opponents, and manipulate public discourse. Soon afterward, the Philippine Securities and Exchange Commission began an investigation of Rappler and it briefly revoked the site's operating license in 2017. Then, in 2018, while speaking to a Rappler reporter, Mr. Duterte stated, If you are trying to throw garbage at us, then the least that we can do is explain. How about you? Are you also clean? In subsequent years, Rappler and Ressa endured harassment from social media trolls had reporters barred from the presidential palace and faced a number of lawsuits, including several alleging tax invasion and violations of foreign ownership rules. Not surprisingly, numerous warrants were issued for Ressa's arrest, and in 2020, she was convicted of cyber libel, a term used when someone has posted or emailed something that is untrue and damaging about someone else on the internet. 
This carried a sentence of up to six years in prison. In one of the site's most controversial moves, Rappler published a transcript of a call between Duterte and President Trump, during which Duterte criticized North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. The Filipino government responded by posting a video labeling Ressa as a traitor for potentially making the Philippines a North Korean target. In a conversation with the Man Foundation in March 2020, Ressa said her experience as a target of social media misinformation enhanced her investigative reporting at Rappler. What that did for me is it changed my entire view of the world through first-hand experience, Ressa said. And isn't that what journalism is? In the battle for truth, journalism is advocacy because we will fight for the facts. Because of all of this, the Norwegian Nobel Committee decided to award the Nobel Peace Prize for 2021 to Maria Ressa and Dmitry Murutov. They were awarded for their efforts to safeguard freedom of expression, which is a precondition for democracy and lasting peace. At the same time, they are also representatives of all journalists who stand up for this ideal in a world in which democracy and freedom of the press face increasingly adverse conditions. Another huge credit to Ressa, as her influence is so strong across the news media landscape in the Philippines that younger journalists continue to follow her advice and example. If the information regarding the steps that Maria took to become a Nobel Prize winner are of any interest to you, you may also want to check out the 2020 documentary named A Thousand Cuts, as this portrays her conflicts with the government. Now that you've heard a lot about what she's accomplished, Let's take a step back and see a few of the challenges that she faced in her way to gaining all of this success. As you heard earlier, Rappler is devoted to aggressive reporting on the administration of President Rodrigo Duterte. And while Ressa and Rappler have gained international recognition for their work, as before the Nobel announcement, she had already been Times Person of the Year in 2018. They have also suffered. Duterte has lashed out repeatedly to where Ressa and the news organization face a slew of serious criminal charges to which she is appealing the conviction on her cyber libel charge. And they also face near constant online attacks. In an interview with Princeton University, Maria states, Imagine what you're most afraid of. Touch it and hold it so that you rob it of its powers. She admits that it took her more than a month to defang the fear of jail. And she hated that the baton was passed to her at this moment in time, but she also knew that she wasn't going to drop it, as that's where courage comes from. As Rappler's executive editor and CEO, Maria has endured constant political harassment and arrest by the Duterte government and has been forced to post bail nine times to stay free. Even with the award of the Nobel Peace Prize, it still remains to be seen if this award will shield Ressa and Rappler from further targeting and whether this election, which is scheduled for May 2022, will bring any relief from government harassment and threats as Duterte will be unable to run thanks to the constant efforts of Ressa and everyone at Rappler. Moving on from the challenges and adding on to the already impressive achievement of being a Nobel Prize winner, this next section will include a lot of the other achievements and it is a lot that Maria Ressa has been awarded. In 2018, Maria Ressa was named Time Person of the Year for steering Rappler through a superstorm of the two most formidable forces in the information universe. 
social media, and a populist president with authoritarian inclinations. Additionally, for her courage and work on disinformation and fake news, Maria was among Time's 100 Most Influential People of 2019 and has also been named one of Time's Most Influential Women of the Century. She was also a part of BBC's 100 Most Inspiring and Influential Women of 2019 and Prospect Magazine's World's Top 50 Thinkers. In 2020, she received the Journalist of the Year Award, the John Abukin Press Freedom Award, the Most Resilient Journalist Award, the Tohoski Prize, the Truth to Power Award, and the Four Freedoms Award. Among many awards for her moral, she's also received the prestigious Golden Pen of Freedom Award from the World Association of Newspapers and News Publishers, the Knight International Journalism Award from the International Center for Journalists, the Gwen Ifill Press Freedom Award from the Committee to Protect Journalists, the Shorenstein Journalism Award from Stanford University, the Columbia Journalism Award, the Free Media Pioneer Award from the International Press Institute, and the Sergei Magnitsky Award for Investigative Journalism. Those were all the awards that I was able to find, but looking at this, there's probably a whole bunch more that I didn't even come across. Finally, to end this podcast, I'm going to be sharing the things that Maria is currently working on. Right now, Maria Ressa is still working on her site, hoping to dig out more info on Bong Bong Marcus as he will be running for presidency in this upcoming election. The Marcus family was already chased out of the Philippines by people power, and now 35 years later, the son wants to come back and run for president? Ressa is not for this, and her and Rappler are going to make sure they do everything they can to help people make the right choice. The disinformation networks of Marcus were already exposed in 2019 and they were said to have been even more extensive than Duterte's. Ressa just hopes that the recent winning of her Nobel Prize will put pressure on presidential candidates in the 2022 election to speak on the issue of press freedom and make it a campaign issue. That's all I have for you on Maria Ressa, but if you did enjoy this podcast, you're in luck. Um, This was a project for my independent studies in English class, and I'm not exactly sure how many students we have in this class, but there are definitely a lot more podcasts on meritorious people waiting to be listened to. And just to list a few, I know Louise Gluck, an American poet, Ida Lewis, an American lighthouse keeper, Witold Pilecki, a Polish intelligence officer, and Virginia Hall, a World War II spy were all some meritorious people that a few of my classmates did their podcast on. So make sure you guys go and check it out. And that is all for me. Thank you for listening.